Animade, the anime watch along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self proclaimed legs spread mean loose man, Heather Ann Campbell. <laughs> I'm self proclaimed bird shit bullseye, Nick Weiger. And I'm self proclaimed dueling subtitles, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Animade, where we are talking about the final two episodes of the first season. Of Blue Lock, the soccer anime that's actually an action anime, but is starting to be a little bit of a soccer anime, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think very much so by this point. We're really, you know, we're really getting in the weeds soccer-wise, but it's still yeah. very accessible to pe- people like us who don't really follow the sport. Uh, I, guys, I'm I'm very excited to talk about these episodes, and also, I'm very excited to speak in English on today's podcast. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> that's nice. It's pretty good. It's cool how we all speak English so well. That's, I love that. It's man, I love that moment was so great. I was so not ready for it. A similar and thing happened in Squid Game. Such a hoot, yeah. Uh, which is obviously in Korean, and then there's like these like American characters or like English speaking yes. characters, yeah, who are speaking like no one has ever spoken before. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a testament was... to also like how much that show rules. I was like, this yeah. is like this this fucking rips all of this. So good. Yeah, I loved I loved when uh, after they they've been exposed to all the English speaking in the episode, we also get like a coda where they're trying to study English. Yes, and and uh. I think it was Bachira, but I'm not sure if it was Bachira. I think it was Bachira who was like having trouble with the word Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah, Wednesday's a bullshit word. Doesn't make any fucking sense. All of it sucks. Yeah. And sorry if you had to learn our language having coming from somewhere else. It sucks. Other languages are like phonetic or have like rules that follow. Like you read the text and it's just like, okay, this character sounds like this phoneme. And it's just not consistent at all in English. It's all over the place. It's nonsense. So we're going to talk about these two episodes today, the final two episodes. We're going to wrap up our Blue Lock miniseries, and then we'll be moving on to who knows what. Uh, But we're going to be talking about that. We're going to get into it. But first, everyone, let's talk about what we've been weebin'. What we've been weaving? Hi, I'm Ash Ketchum, and I'm here to ask you what you've been weaving. How about you, Nick Weiger? What have you been weaving? I'm happy to start because last week I talked about Attack on Titan, and it's a new season, new new ish, new uh, kind of season slash kind of special. Also, not all that new by this point. Uh, but you know, Demon Slayer, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba also has a new arc that's out. It's just started airing, uh, Swordsmith Village arc. This is the the way they structure their seasons I really like because it's basically like, the you know, it's only on like season three now, though I, if you count the movie, the movie kind of had its own mini arc. Uh, the They just go to a new biome. It's like each like, all right, here's a new season. All right, we're now we're in the entertainment district. And this year, this season, was like, right, now we're in the Swordsmith Village. So it's just like a different place where they go and then just like kind of explore the story. Uh, but it's it's such a as as beautiful as a show like Blue Lock is Demon Slayer, I feel like is just in its own tier at this point. It's just like the 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 most lushly animated and detail rich uh, visual experience uh, in the, the medium. Uh, and uh, this is like, a, I don't know, it's it's like so much about like the. It. it 
I, I so much of the the story of this, I kind of had the realization of, while while I was watching this, and you know, this I'd mentioned before that I saw the theatrical release of this episode as well as the back end of the previous uh, season with some uh, filler material to kind of stretch it out the feature length. Uh, so I'd seen it before, but uh, watching it now, I'm kind of just like, you know what? This is a lot like it's kind of like Parappa the Rapper. In the sense that, like, the core thing is, I gotta believe. Like, you just have to believe in yourself, and like, that's gonna power you through it. Like, you can't give up. You just gotta kind of believe, uh, because the lead character Tanjiro, who's such a, a, a kind of like a guy who suffered so much, and uh, you know, his whole family has been killed. But his sister has been turned into a demon. Uh, he carries his sister on his back in a metaphor that is not at all subtle, uh, and he. Uh, but he just like fights through all, you know, everything they throw at him and he just endures it. And it, it's kind of, and like a big part of it is just comes from self-belief, which is, I don't know. It's just, it's just very broad and resonant. So that's, love this show. Love to watch it. That's one of my favorite tropes of anime is the character who's just had the life beaten out of him. Yes. And then gets up and you're like, no, why is he still staying? Like even Pikachu does it. Like Pikachu gets fucking knocked down and Ash is like, you gotta, you, you gotta get up Pikachu and Pikachu gets up and does one more, one more. Oh no, I can't even. Oh no. Apodaca. One more the, what, Heather? One more what? What's the, what's the power? What? Like a thundershock? Or there it is. Thank you. God. Thunderbolt. Damn it. Thunder, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I He's an electric remember. mouse, Heather. No, I know what he is. <laughs> the only thing I could think of to that call like to. The thing I thought his power was called was Pikachu, because that's what he says when he does it. it he doesn't he say says. Thundershock. He says that's Pikachu. True. It should be what his move is called. <laughs> but imagine navigating those menus in the turn-based combat, and just every option is the name of the Pokemon. You wouldn't know what you were picking. Oh, great. Which one is this? Yeah. Is it the Pikachu that uh, lowers defense or the Pikachu that deals uh, 90 damage? Yeah. Anyway, great show, uh, and everyone should watch it. That one's definitely one that I'm interested in, and hopefully you'd, I'll you'd get love started. it. It's it's such yeah. a video game show too. It's so much about just like training and boss fights, uh, and and upgrading. It's great. Heather, what have you been weebing? I want to talk about something that's weeb adjacent. Oh, which is that you you are you guys familiar with the lo-fi girl lore stuff that's been happening? So I, not the, the lo-fi study beats. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. That's who you're referring to. Okay. So that this, that I don't know about this lore at all. So lo-fi girl, as we all know her on YouTube, is this anime character who's like, uh, sort of Studio Ghibli inspired, who studies all day while, um, while she works on her computer. In the last week, as of this record, now all of this will be old news by the time this airs but as of the last week of this record lo-fi girl started getting lore she wow. looked out the window and a light started blinking on a building across the city and then her cat started to get distracted by it and everybody was like the fuck is going on lo-fi it's like something is happening because it's always yeah. the same looped animation yeah Somebody cracked that it's Morse code that the light on the window was blinking. And Lo-Fi Girl was like, I got to go figure out what this is. And she left. So then the stream is just her empty desk. Wow. 
And pe- like, what a what a wonderful way to capitalize on this just basic character that we've all just looked at, and nobody really like inve- like nobody was like, man, I wonder what Lo-Fi Girl's name is. Maybe they did. I don't. I didn't do that. I was. She's just a fucking screensaver. Right. And they pushed in on this uh this other uh this other window. And it turns out that the thing that Lo-Fi Girl has been working on is a website. Like the whole time she's been working, she's working on like making something. Wow. And that was released as lofiworld.com. And now there is an entire new live streaming channel of Synthwave, uh, which are uh, spon- like the sponsored slogan is beats to yeah. chill slash game to. So oh, yeah, I'm seeing this now. You have beats to chill slash study to, and then now you've got beats to chill slash game to. And it's, so she's got like a, there's like a lo-fi, now they're, they're going to be lo-fi characters. Yeah, there's a whole like sort of, I don't, is it the same girl in different scenarios? I can't tell, or are these different characters? Because there's also, I'm seeing there's beats to sleep chill to, and there's someone else chilling under the covers with another cat. But there was like a full, there's like a full, like AR game essentially. Yeah, that's right? wild. Where like you found a there was another building with like a circle date on a on a calendar and a clock that was counting down. Like what? That's great. Yeah, I got to say I love all this shit. Yeah, so that was uh so that was uh the the lo-fi lore that I didn't even know I needed or wanted. But since she's a <laughs> since she's an anime character, I feel like I can express this uh, here on what I've been weaving. How about you, Apodaca? Uh Well, I haven't had a chance to weeb a ton. Uh, I've been I've been a little under the weather. Um, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay, but Hang in there, buddy. Something just came in the mail that I'm very excited about. Okay. Uh, I don't. F- I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I'm. I, I joined the. Um, we're all familiar with Wario sixty four. Yeah. On uh on Twitter, who of course tweets, absolute legend, uh video game deals and the like, uh I I've joined uh their Discord because I was like I gotta I, I gotta get these deals somehow, but I don't want to be on Twitter. So it's yes. the same thing, but it's just like a feed of the of the deals. I saw that Best Buy had Dragon Ball Z Kakarot for PS5 for ten dollars. Ooh. Mm. And I'd been interested in playing that game. It's like a platforming, like, you just kind of go through the story of Dragon Ball. It's like a, sure, like, Spider-Man Miles Morales, or, you know, Spider, but it's for Dragon Ball. You just kind of go through the story. And I, I'd been interested in it, but I, it was never really on sale. But at $10, sign me up, baby. So I'll be cracking into that later today wow. while I rest up. But that's it. That's, like, not a whole lot. I okay. Yesterday, I, te- I texted you guys that I was hoping to watch a movie before yeah. we recorded and i just didn't because i was like i have to sleep yeah. yeah no that's okay take care of yourself sometimes we have to weeb our own health that's true mm. the that's sickness inside of me is is uh is charging up and it's gonna charge up <laughs> for three episodes and then attack me what i've been weeping self-care yeah, what have right. I been weeping? Yeah, you sound absolutely insane when somebody's yeah. talking to you. <laughs> you know what I've been weeping lately? Uh, pro- um, prioritizing my mental health. The fuck? Yeah. 
Sir, this is a Wendy's. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, random. Hey, speaking of random, oh boy, let's talk about luck. The episode, oh, nice, dude. and the phenomenon. Nice? God damn it! Wow, that's why he's the king of casting. <laughs> and Nick, I gotta say, mm-hmm. that's a great shirt. Oh, God bless you. Nick is currently wearing a shirt that is, I think tie-dyed or looks like the joker drew it yeah it's kind uh, of go go on it's got like drawings of like maybe some watercolor eggs or the sun really really chaotic energy but but really a, a fierce a fierce shirt i appreciate the compliment i got it at a at the levi's store and i was like oh, i just kind of like the bold color but i do feel like it this is like a big time undercover cop shirt like <laughs> yeah, you're walking around being like, where can I procure some Molly? Yes, yeah. <laughs> or this is a, or this is a shirt that gives you like plus three drama and disco Elysium. I was gonna say it has that sort of like um like menu background coloring. Yeah. Uh of or like um not menu, but like uh like the text prompt background right. coloring. Yes. Um all right, let's talk about let's not talk about my shirt all day. Let's talk about this episode, episode 23 of Luck cuz I love this episode. I think it's great. I think that both of these are are really good. Uh, this is the penultimate episode. And before we get into it, I want to share something with the two of you from the NBA that as soon as I was as I watched this episode and how it opened, it this is immediately what it made me think of. Um this shot and its aftermath. So I'm going to share my screen with you right now. Uh, and let's watch this clip. So what we're going to watch and what the listeners are going to hear is the end of Game 7 of the 2019 Eastern Conference Semifinal Series between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. Have either of you ever seen this shot? Never, no. no. But but this is, I'm just so happy right now. I just want to express my joy that I'm watching a basketball replay in order to uh, bridge to an anime moment. Okay, That's great. Fucking great. Okay, great. Let's take let's take a look at this. This so is there's, great. <laughs> the the game is tied. Uh, whoever wins this game will advance to the next round. The and there are four point two seconds left on the clock. Toronto has the ball, and Philadelphia is playing defense. Uh, so the ball is about to be inbounded as this clip begins. You got to be aware of the inbounder here if you're Philly. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Oh! Wow. Game series. Toronto is one. So Kawhi Leonard takes that shot. It wow. bounces at least, th- I believe, three times, maybe four times on the rim, and then drops in and wins the series for the Toronto Raptors. What happens in the aftermath is the Toronto Raptors win the NBA championship. They win the next series, the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they win the NBA Finals. Kawhi Leonard, who took and made that shot, uh, which, you know, dropped in uh, just based on how the ball bounced, end up winning Finals MVP. It's like the like the greatest moment, basically, and in, in one of the greatest moments in Toronto sports histories happens as a result of that shot going in. The Philadelphia 76ers, uh, conversely, basically 
fall to pieces over the next couple of seasons. Jimmy Butler, their best player on that season's team, leaves the Sixers, is no longer on them after that shot goes in for the for the Raptors. Uh, ben Simmons, who's the guy who's initially guarding Twy Leonard, uh, ends up uh, over the next couple of seasons effectively retiring from basketball. He's basically out of the league. He plays still, you know, in theory for the Brooklyn Nets now, but he just like sits on the bench and he doesn't get into games. And he basically sat out an entire season for the Sixers before being traded. And the Sixers have have eventually kind of rebounded. And now they're in like a pretty good position. And Joel Embiid is probably going to win NBA NBA MVP this year, uh, who's their other big player. But they had to completely rework their roster. So you just think of like the long tail of events that happened, uh, just like the the dueling fates that that occurred, the the divergence in um, destinies based off of a ball bouncing three times and then falling through a hoop. Yeah. And if that ball bounces out instead of in, things could be completely different for these two franchises and for the league at large. And that's just how arbitrary these things can be at times. And that's part of what's so amazing about sports is you get to play the what if game over something that's just so minor in the moment, but so major as far as the big picture goes. And that's basically what happens with the shot at the top of this episode. So we're, we're picking up slightly before where the previous episode left off. Uh, Bachir is disposed of his monster. He's playing with his ego unlocked. Isagi is guarding Rinatoshi. Uh, he would have normally expected Bachira to pass it to Rin, but now because Bachira doesn't have his monster, he's unpredictable. And Bachira is in a three-way squeeze, gets out of it. Asagi leaves Ren to defend Bachira. Bachira shoots it, and Asagi deflects it, which is how episode 22 ended and how episode 23 begins. Then, the action continues. We think that Bachira has been bested by Isagi and Isagi is going as the path is clear for him to have for his team to win and to poach Bachira but instead the ball lands ricochets off of of Isagi's foot lands in front of Rin Rin shoots it and team red wins five to four that's it this is this is great because watching soccer as infrequently as I have in my life but consistently every world cup it is wild to me how much luck seems to be a factor in any of these sport these great sporting moments there's just there's there's all this skill on display all this skill and then just these inches these tiny inches of chance yes that change everything it's I mean, that's why you showed the clip. Yeah, I'm not. It's, it's, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know. I know what's happening. I didn't say. I don't know. said you're a fucking idiot. I, yeah, you did. I heard you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You just whispered. You're I heard like, it. Fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. So, Isagi is pissed. Team White is despondent. Team Red, who is the winning team, is like, ah, oh, who do we pick? And Rin is like, fuck you. You don't get to decide. I get to pick. No objections. It's up to me. And he's like, I got one person left to crush. That's Asagi. He's the only guy who's really beaten me. And I want him on my team so he has to watch me become the best. And here we get into, you know, uh, what I think is what's what's great about this show is that it has to, it kind of talks about like the, you know, like, like what's great about the show is it talks about uh, 
all these moments that happen in sports and then dissects them uh, to a, an extreme amount of detail. And that's what happens with the concept of luck over the course of this episode. Because Asagi's like, is it just luck that separates me from Rin Natoshi? And, you know, that's where we're starting to think of, like, this sort of, like, long exploration of what exactly luck means in a sports context. Um, Isagi, anyway, he's going to leave. Uh, but he turns back to his old teammates and says, hey, we almost did it, you know? It was just luck, but that, that if it, luck had gone the other way, maybe we would have won. And Jigiri's just basically like, fuck you. And Baro's also like, fuck you. Uh, they're all, like, so upset for at him for, like, trying to placate them. And Nagi's like, you're like, look, our problem was that you were the main character of the team and we were just your supporting cast. And so that's why you ended up emerging. <laughs> There's a few meta moments like that. Yes. In the show overall that are just like, yeah, we're we, you're the protagonist. Like, what, yes. what were yeah. we expected to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and I think that also speaks to just like, you know, the these characters of uh, the they're all like aware of like the tropes of manga and anime so even if it isn't like necessarily explicitly breaking the fourth mm. wall it's like you know this would be knowledge that they know of how one of these stories would progress so nagi's like next time we're gonna crush you uh and the neat new team red leaves through the tunnel uh, with asagi in tow everyone except ren is welcoming asagi but Jira's like the table's turned i'd learned i am the only one like you know it's i i thought you were gonna get me but i ended up getting you and I know that I'm the only one who's going to save me. Uh, and Isagi's like, hey, Rin, like, what? how did you beat me? And Rin is like, it's luck, but luck isn't just random. It's, I think I have this quote semi-right, a hidden element that favors those who act on desire. Yeah. And then Ego appears and basically expands upon this uh, with a lengthy metaphor about bird shit, which I, I liked. I thought was good. I... I thought this was so funny yeah. because this whole thing's been about soccer. It's right. been about unlocking your potential and um, learning from your other players. And then he just talks about bird shit for like 10 minutes. <laughs> very long, very, very detailed discussion about bird shit. But He's, it works. Yeah. It, it yeah, works. It, it's good. I was like, oh, I understand the world in a different way. Thanks. <laughs> He's like, look, you get shit on a pigeon, you'll be like, ah, it's bad luck. Talk about my luck. I can't believe my bad luck. But in a way, it's your fault if you didn't notice the pile of bird shit on the ground where birds are shitting that would have told you where not to stand and where not to walk. And so in a sense, it's like luck exists, but it's about positioning yourself in, an oper in, in a way where you can take advantage of good luck or avoid bad luck. And he also uses a thing about the, uh, a, a thing about um, a stand at like a carnival, uh, and uh, you know he, he talks about a couple of those. But the bird shit one is is much more evocative. Is is this an okay place to to tell a bird shit story? Please, yeah, I mean I don't know where else it would be more appropriate. Yeah, when I was a kid in Chicago, my uh, school went on a field trip to a park, nice, nice uh -huh. Chicago park. And we had our lunch in the park, <laughs> and this kid had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> We're all sitting out on the blankets. 
And as the kid is about to take a bite of their peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a bird shits exactly onto the sandwich where they are about to bite, and they uh, bite Jesus. a full mouthful. Ah, fuck. No. <laughs> and I all hate of it. Us, all of us started screaming, and the kid just started going, Aah! <laughs> That's fucking horrible. <laughs> That's so upsetting. It was among the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it was so bad. It's fucking just like, horrible. Just how... <laughs> Every part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just how it all comes together to be the worst thing. <laughs> so bad. Every element on its own is bad. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel sick remembering it. I, it makes me feel sick airing it. <laughs> I'm sick now, so I just kind of feel normal. Um, <laughs> but it fuck, it's bad. Yeah, well, Ego would certainly blame that kid uh, for putting himself <laughs> in that situation. So basically, he's like, he's talking about the last play, and he's like, Rinatoshi was the only one who kept running towards Asagi when everyone else had given up on the play. And he bet on him blocking Bachira's shot. And yeah, maybe he did get lucky, but he positioned himself in a spot where he had the opportunity to get lucky. And even if you have luck on your side, it's a waste if you do nothing, because football is full of luck and coincidences, so all you can do is take advantage and accept the outcome. You know, I mean, that's the that's the other thing. I look, if we want to go back to the... Uh, the Kawhi Leonard shot, it's like not the exact same thing, but he was able to take advantage of luck by taking the chance. If he doesn't put that shot up, there's no chance of it going in. You know, if he doesn't like put himself in a position where he can take the the best shot he can get in that situation, even with two defenders in his face, uh, it's got no chance of of rattling into the hole as it as it ultimately did. So uh, I, I get his point here and it it's it's well taken and it's something that, you know, is obviously a big part of sports at large. Uh, Rin is like, I didn't, he knows he didn't control the situation. He just got luck. He just got lucky. Uh, but you know, he benefited from it. And, and he, again, he's perpetually reminded hit. Like he's like, my punishment is that I know that I lost to you yeah. to Asagi. Uh, Asagi is like, I'm fucking pathetic. Basically is like, I didn't surpass anyone and I need to understand luck. And here we get, uh, a new wrinkle here, which will be a big part of this episode. And next episode, uh, Ego says they're advancing to the third selection from the second selection, and in 24 hours, we'll face off against the World Five. That's right. Leonardo Luna from Spain, Adam Blake from England, Pablo Cabasaz, a.k.a. Baby Freckles from Argentina, Dada Silva, Silva from Brazil, and Julian Loki from France, who's just 17, the child prodigy. I, I do like, you know, we've talked a lot about the, pa the pacing on this show. Yeah. And there have been two selections so far in 24 episodes, in 23 mm -hmm. episodes. And then third selection, when's it come? Last episode, baby. Yeah. All the way at the end. I think the, I, I, mean, I mean, I love this, this, you know, we're kind of basically getting the Street Fighter II, the World Warrior yeah. like, kind of roster of just like, here's, uh, you know, all these individuals from these different powers, these different, you know, global football powers, and they've all kind of got their, you know, cultural traits um but they finish watching the video that's introducing the world five and asagi's like where's rin and bachira's like yeah he's got his own training regimen he he does 
goes and finds him. He says he's doing his own aftercare. Uh, what he's been weaving is some yoga. He's really good at yoga. He's really good at yoga, which is great. Hey, a lot of elite athletes do it these days. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the first to be doing yoga. Greatest, uh, or for a long time, had the points record, was just broken this past season. Uh, Isagi in the NBA. Isagi asked Ren if everything's cool with his soccer star brother, and he has a, a, a quote that's, it's a healthy relationship and everything will be fixed once I beat him. So Rin is still, again, kind of like he's thinking that still that Asagi beat him. Uh, there's some slapstick. He's got his rivalry with his brother. There's some slapstick with Asagi trying yoga and failing because it's its own set of challenges, even if you're an elite athlete. Later that night, Asagi can't sleep. He gets in some training. Bachira comes over and says, look, my monster is gone. Now I just listen to myself. And this was the purpose of the blue lock uh, experiment. And the two of them decide to devour the world five. And here we get the credits. And I was like, oh, okay, that was a fun episode. Yeah, Loved we're, we're going to go get some additional time. That'll be nice. Nope. Oh, no. This nope. post-credits is its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> After the credits, we get into the World 5 match with all the World 5 speaking English. This is If you're watching the Japanese language uh, version, you are s- still seeing them speak English subtitled in Japanese. And no one on Team White understands English except it turns out for Rin well Aryu speaks a little bit of English because he likes Western music uh, but not not much um, but Rin speaks pretty fluent English and he asked the world five like hey is in English like is this a part-time job to you and he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna crush you if you if you, you're just doing this for you know money or whatever like I'm gonna beat you because I, I I truly care uh, the Spanish guy who is a uh, Luna right yeah Leonardo Luna yeah. he's like Wait, this is Sayatoshi's little brother, and Rin fucking hates hearing that. He's pissed off. And then the game begins. By the way, I I, I kind of glossed over that like this English speaking thing, but if you haven't seen it, it is prolonged and it is wild because it's like, hey, it's everyone's speaking good English, but it's like very, it's kind of like a you know not the fragment. It's it, it, it's a little bit fragmented and um, uneven. It's it's not the it's not the it's not the more natural speech you would maybe expect of someone who, uh, you know, uh, 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 who speaks English a little bit more fluently. Yeah. Um, and then the game begins, uh, and uh, Bachira passes by a World Five guy. Uh, doesn't pass. Uh, doesn't pass to him. Passes by him. Uh, and then Asagi's getting positioned for a pass. He gets blocked by Julian Loki, the child prodigy from France. And then Bachira sends a ball. But it's not for Asagi, it's for Rin, and Rin scores, and they're up 1-0 over the World 5. And World 5 is like, wow, these guys are legit, and Asagi's like, I'm scoring next. I guess another way to characterize it is like, so the only person who'd be like a native English speaker in this five-sum would be Adam Blake from England. Everyone else is like, oh, you're from you know, Argentina, you're from Brazil, you're from France. Everyone else would be speaking uh, you know, English with the with some accent, but they're all kind of like I I think they're Japanese speakers speaking English. Well, the, right. There's the one British guy who just sounds like a British. He just sounds guy. British. Yeah, that's Adam Blake. Yeah, but yeah. then everyone else who's got like these na- these accents, but they're not quite doing the accent that you would expect from someone from like yeah. Spain. Well, it, what I love about this is you. Every time you watch anime, you kind of are like, oh man, what would it be like if I could hear these guys' voices? 
in English. Yeah. Without like a a, a dubbing recharacterization of the original voice. And this was a, a window into some of these guys got sexy voices. <laughs> like even if their English is like a little bit um broken, boy, mm-hmm. it was like some of these guys just silky smooth. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, some great pipes on all these dudes. Yeah. The additional time is the bad kind of chemical reaction. Uh, this is uh, the old teammates from Team White uh, without a soggy. Barrow sees clothes ever, er, everywhere in the dorms. Nagi's like, I didn't wake up in time for breakfast. Chigiri's like, where the hell's my tape? And they all kind of realize, you know what? Isagi is who took care of us this whole time. And then they're all pissed at him and then pledge revenge. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Man, we are... We are moments away from the biggest, worst reveal of the entire series to me. Wow. Uh, we'll find out what that is, in your opinion. In episode 24, The Time Has Come, which picks up where it left off. We're continuing the action against the World Five. Rin's just scored a goal. He tells the rest of his team, keep being the decoys. I'm going to keep scoring. But Chira's like, I can't believe this. I'm even better with Asagi here. And Tokamitsu and Aryu, like feel the same way. Uh, then Ren, Bachira, and Asagi, like they all kind of are, are working together. And Aryu's like, this is like a glam triangle. And he's like, this could be a glam square if I get involved. And Tokamitsu's like, what about me? I got my own assets. I could make this a pentagon. Anyway, they've got all this optimism. We restart with the World 5 having the ball after Ren's goal in the previous episode. And then Loki from France goes against Asagi, tells him his defense is full of weak spots. Sneaks past him and the rest of the defense. Rin says he predicted all this. I saw, I saw exactly what your path was going to be. And Loki says, oh, I'm impressed. That's great. But it doesn't matter. And he scores anyway. And, and it's, uh, he's got the equalizer. It's 1-1. And these, this kind of just these sets off a boys, massacre. These yeah. boys get decimated. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. It's crazy. Like, wiped. Yeah. Yeah, this basically is a quick montage of just of just a, a, a total blowout. And each of World 5's advantages overwhelm those of the Blue Locks team. Uh, you know, Luna steals the ball from Rin, uh, who's who's got this great control. Uh, baby Freckles can out can, yeah. There's a there's a moment where a character basically is like, Oh yeah, yeah, I can do this, and then disappears. Yes. And appears behind the other person yeah. with the ball. Yes. It's great. Yeah, and just a supernaturally uh, nimble. Uh, there's a moment where Aryu jumps for the ball, but Silva can out-jump him, uh, the Brazilian dude. Tokamitsu, who's so strong and fit, he gets out-muscled from Blake from England, and then he scores. Uh, Isagi's like, each of their weapons are better versions of our weapons, but he's not discouraged. He's encouraged. He's determined to reach their level. Uh, eventually, it's 1-4. Rin is still determined. Uh, he still thinks they can win, and Luna is like, you're like your brother, but then he dribbles past him and scores the fifth goal. A world five is just like, yeah. And kind of very dismissively. He's like, don't be sad. You never had a chance. Anyway, uh, we're out of here. We're going to talk to Ego. And everyone is shocked and despondent except for Rin. Rin is just pissed off. All right. So what that leads to next is a meeting with a Japanese football union. And they're hearing the word, like what's about this, this new phase of the plan. And they're hearing the World Five are each getting 100 million yen, which what's the exchange rate on 100 million yen? That's a lot of money, right? Yeah, I think it's 100 million dollars. No. Exactly. I think it's <laughs> no, one to one. Just, oh, it's one to one? The, okay. No, you take the zeros, you move two zeros over. 
Got it. So, so about a million dollars. It looks like the exact exchange rate as of this record is seven hundred fifty thousand eight hundred U.S. dollars. So it's 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 a lot of money. They're each getting that plus a million yen per goal bonus. Uh, one of the big wigs is just like, look, you're spending so much money. Uh, you haven't gotten any results. We don't even know what this is for. Like the players' families are upset. Like their parents are mad. Yeah. And so Blue Lock is canceled. But Ego's like, look, let's have a big match. I'm going to show off the long-promised results, and this match is going to change Japan. Basically persuades them to go along for that. They're, like, screaming at him. It's so yeah, funny. They're so mad. Everyone's so mad. It's great. So after the game, Asagi is like, look, Rin is the only one of us who actually thought we could win. Like, I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I was being tested. I felt like this was just, like, a thing I had to go to endure, but, but Rin actually thought he was better than them. Um, now we get to the aforementioned English lessons where everyone's asking for Rin for help while struggling to learn the language. And yeah, we have that little Wednesday moment. I guess this is part of their induction to international football. They, they even say that, right? Like it's basically mm -hmm. like you have to learn how to do this because that's the language that's going to be spoken if you're going on to play in other countries. Um, so there's an announcement that the second selection has ended and everyone should, while this is going on, that they, everyone should meet in the central area. 35 players have advanced on seven teams, and Asagi's team is the first team to have qualified. So Asagi's team gets there uh, with his four teammates, and Asagi is thinking about like his chums from Team Zed. And Bichiro, who's also on Team Zed, is like, uh, oh, you miss them? But Asagi's like, no, I just want to see how much stronger they've got. I want to see how they evolved. And this basically is, the back end of this episode is a prolonged, tense sequence where the remaining teams enter one by one. And we just they just sort of start to make reveals of like who's coming in next and who's on each team. Heather is shaking her head vigorously. Fucking horseshit. <laughs> Absolute dog shit garbage. Fuck this show. <laughs> Fuck who they dropped. <laughs> Kunigami. Yeah. Maybe one of my favorite characters of the entire show. The guy who wants to be a hero. Like, yes. that's, like, his, like, I'm going to be a hero. And, like, you don't fucking off-screen drop that guy. You see his dream break on camera, sure. But you don't just, like, off-screen drop him. I want to say, I also want to shout out Kunigami from the official Blue Lock Egoist Bible. Mm. Is bisexual. His character fetish is the nape of the neck, and he looks at both men and women. When he when he sees a good nape of, of the neck, it doesn't matter whether you're a boy or a girl, and they fucking drop my boy wow. off camera. You get wow. to see one moment of him in the fuck in the credit sequence where he's leaning against the wall crying. And I was like, this sucks. So I hope, I hope that this guy comes back. He's too good. I like Kunigami a lot. I was, I kind of expected him to be gone. What? Uh, but I was not, well, just because I feel like this show keeps like kind of like, you know, this, this, this show doesn't pull punches. It'll no. fucking get you with the, with the, with the eliminations. I thought maybe him and Mikage, Rail Mikage might both be gone. I thought there was a chance that that would happen. Um, but I figured one or the other was going to be gone and Rail ends up sticking around but this all happens over the course of like you know like i feel like 
eight to 10 minutes of runtime where just each team is entering one by one and we're having a little interaction with them. So the second team that enters is the reformed version of Asagi's old team, which is Nagi, Baro, uh, Chigiri, Tsurugi, who's now been added to the squad. That's a dumb guy with glasses. And Kiora, who I don't think we've seen much of. Maybe he's on one of the other teams or one of the other games, but he has not been a big character. And that extends to the third and fourth teams who are mostly players we haven't seen much of, uh, just were, you know, peripheral participants in Blue Lock. The fifth team does include Nico, the Bangs guy. Uh, and Isagi is like, I'm happy to see you made it. But Nico's like, remember, I told you I was going to crush you. And also missing from the fifth team is Hajime Nishioka, who got injured in their World 5 match. And they call attention to that. Like they show him, they're like, he got injured. And so that I feel like they're setting something up with that guy. I mean, it certainly felt like they were focusing on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. The sixth team includes Raichi from, from Team Z, the angry guy. Gagamaru, uh, who is the white-haired bun guy from Team Z, and then the remaining Wanima brother, whichever one stuck around. And then the seventh team comes out, and this is the moment we we have, we talked about, where uh, Ryo Mikagi is on this team, but not Kunigami. And it also includes a guy, Ryusi Shido, who is this shithead Dragon Ball-looking dude uh, who taunts Hisagi. And he's like, you know what? I'm the person who picked... Mikage over Kunigami. I chose to eliminate him. He's like Kunigami may have a good heart, but that doesn't matter on the field. Fuck you. He dude. was he was a he was a slime who didn't even help me level eat, up. Eat shit. I would have. <laughs> I would have fu- fucked that guy up. <laughs> Isagi's like sticking up for him. He's like he's a good like he's a good dude. He's whatever. And Kunigami's like who gives a shit about someone's story. He tries to like kick him, oh. and Jagiri like pulls him down. <laughs> yeah, he tries to <laughs> kick him in the head, like a like a regular kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jagiri and Bachira both just like ah fuck this guy. Uh, anyway, Ego appears on the screen, and he says the board wanted the program shut down. He relays this information to them, but he's proposed and gotten them to accept to agree to one more match. In three weeks, there will be a match between Japan's U-20 team and the Blue Lock 11. Now, my inference was that that means that this this 35-person unit is going to be whittled down to the final 11. Is that what everyone else thought? Yeah, that's how I, I saw it, too. Yeah, so we've too. got, you know, you've got Isagi. You've definitely got the new Dragon Ball guy. Like, yeah. that dude's going to be in the, uh, the 11. Rin has either has like an arc in front of him where he gets absolutely decimated and ruined or he's going to rise and be part of that 11, right? You've yes. got it like they've put too much time into Chigiri. Not Chigiri, Bachira. Bachira, yeah. Yeah, they've put too much too much in a Bachira, I think for him to not be a little plot armored. Um but Rayo's not going to fucking make it. I think Rayo's probably gone. gone. I think I, but I think probably you know I think I, I think uh, the King Barrow is probably going to stick around. I think if they are going to get rid of Rayo, I think Nagi is probably going to stick around because that they'll make that separation final. Um, the reason I would think Rin is probably a lock is that a blue lock, if you will, is that the U twenty team that they're going to be playing against, uh, say Itoshi, his brother has joined it. They are. They're like we. They they want to win, so they've 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 recruited him, and that pisses off Rin, because um, he doesn't like his brother apparently. Anyway, Ego's like the thirty five of you have realized your egos. You've created chemical reactions. 
and a spot. Oh, this is the other thing. I, I should have said that. I, I should I should note this. Because it's like, if we win, we supersede the U20 team. Which, again, is that like they're just going to be replaced? They're just going to replace them? I guess so. <laughs> the U20 team is just gone. You guys are the new U20 team? I mean, it's fun. So it's, it's a fun concept. Yeah. Uh, and then, so after all this is, is spelled out, egos like the the 35 of you, you realize your egos, you created chemical reactions, and a spot on the Japanese U-20 team is now a real possibility. And you can usher in a new era of Blue Lock. End of episode. End of season. Wow! But not end of series. There's going to be a new season coming out in 2024, already announced. Just horseshit. Just <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> Just, like, I can't. How could you? Oh, they did him dirty. They really, they really, like, imagine being, like, in a, in a, what's a show? Like, what's a show we all like? Mad Men. Mad Men, sure. Everybody likes Mad Men. And it's like, you're in, like, your first, your season cliffhanger of the first season, and That's somebody right. comes up to, to John Hamm, and they're like, hey, did you hear about Pete? And he's like, what happened to Pete? And he's like, shot in the head. And that's it. <laughs> You're just like, what? But it, but that would it would also be like he shot himself in the head because he was too weak, and I'm glad. <laughs> and yeah. you didn't see I talked him it? into You're it. Like, that's wait, what the wait, money's wait, 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 for. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy choice. But but I I but don't. I kind of get it because so much of the show is from don't you do it Isagi's perspective. Sure. Yes. That it kind of like his, a lot of it is him wondering like what's going on out there and yeah. like he's like when the the other guys are he's like I don't know who's going to be on the, I don't know I I think it plays out pretty well but I get what you're saying that we kind of want to see that moment because he was such a key character madness yeah. maybe like, he'll come back like you should have cut to that you should have been like oh yeah that guy I'm the one who ended his career hard cut to that fucking Dragon Ball dude on the court on the field yeah. being like hmm. Rayo or Kunigami? Well, let's see. Rayo, you're a weak piece of shit, and I own you. Mm-hmm. Kunigami, I see your heart, and I say goodbye, piece of shit. Like you could have <laughs> like gotten the moment yeah. when you watched it, but just off camera. Oh, breaks my heart. I mean, hey, that that's this that's the show. That's episode twenty three. Luck episode twenty four. The time has come. We're going to talk about your thoughts about those next week when we maybe talk about a movie. Maybe we talk about a new series and we'll figure it out. I think we're probably going to do a movie. We'll announce what it is when we figure it out. But last week, we talked about episode 21, I'm Not There, and episode 22, Voice. And you sent in some of your chain reactions, colon, Blue Talk. 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 Blue okay. Talk. So these are your <laughs> these are your comments and uh, and or questions for episodes uh, twenty one and twenty two. Um, so here we go. Um, now that we're getting towards the end of the season, this is so this is for the end of the season finale. That this goes at the end of the one that's coming out, which is the season finale. But these are for the questions from the previous episode. Right. If you're listening, you know we've just yes. covered the end of the show. But these questions are about episodes that already happened where nobody knows what the end's going to be. Exactly. So this first one is from MK. My first Hi, two MK. initials. Not me, though. Um, 
<laughs> it would be funny if it was. <laughs> and like, yeah, this is where like, I, I'm like too afraid to ask, <laughs> like, yeah, you and and Nick, <laughs> what's going on in the show. So I put it as a comment. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a friend of mine was asking. Um, no, um, this one's from MK. Uh, now that we're getting towards the end of the season, I'm running into the problem I always face after finding a new show. Do I binge the manga before the next season? What do y'all think? Now that's interesting because I've had Ooh. the same thought. Um, there's just a lot, you know, weaving time right now is, is, I'll, you know, I admit a little limited. It's, uh, it's limited yeah. to sort of like what we're yeah. doing for the show right now. But yeah. if I had a little extra time, I wouldn't mind digging into the, um, into the, the blue lock, uh, manga. I'm doing that right now with Chainsaw Man. I'm reading ahead and boy, that anime can't come soon enough. I'll tell you what. We have opposite opinions about this, which is that if I like an anime enough to just fucking straight up lo- like love it, like mm-hmm. love it, then I don't on purpose read the manga because I don't I want Okay. I enjoy anime more than manga. So That's like fair. you're reading Chainsaw Man and I'm not. Yes. Uh though I did download a bunch of episodes when I went away for mm-hmm. to Japan because I was like, "Oh man, to read Chainsaw Man on the train." Like a like a real salary man, like a that real be, local. That would be really great. Yeah. But I only read one issue, and I was like, "This is making me sad to do it." Uh so, yeah. so yeah, I think with all of the available manga and all the available anime out there, and the it, it, for me the infrequency of actually connecting with a show, mm-hmm. I want to I want to get that second season blind. Like if That's... I knew it was going to happen in Mandalorian or some shit, like. And that's a bad example because at this point, who cares what's happening in Mandalorian? But yeah, the the plot of the show is yeah secondary to look at my yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now that's that's interesting because yeah, I don't really go back and do that. Like if there's like a movie based on a book or something, I'm not like I gotta read all these books. You know, yep. it, it's more just like well, I'm gonna save the. I'm probably more inclined to see a movie. Based on if I've re- read the books, probably, huh. but there's not like I'm not reading a bunch of Star Wars books, for example. I'm reading some Star Wars books, but stuff that they haven't made movies about yet. You know what I mean? Um, but that's that's a story for another time. Uh, that's this next... a story for another. Wait, how'd she do it? She's like, it's more Maz, Maz Kanata. It's a little. Oh, that, that's, that's good. a story for another time. Man, it's don't even get like me that. started. I love Maz Kanata. <laughs> I, what a great character. What a fun character. Her thing is that she has all this information and she's horny. Like, that's yeah. her two things. <laughs> a great character. Fun. I, I wish we could get more of Maz Kanata. Maybe we will in this new. Uh, in this new Ray movie uh, that's coming. Um, this next one's from our pal, Eddard88. Hey, Eddard. Usually, the title of an episode happens within the first few minutes of, in an episode, which makes sense. Episode 21's title card is the very last thing before the credits. This anime rocks. Yes. I, yeah, I remember uh, in, in that episode uh, thinking, uh, oh, how novel. The, like, it, it is fun when like you can have a little bit of fun with like the format and structure of like when things like that happen. Like it, it, it does give it a sort of different, um, a different rhythm a little bit. To Wait, what was the, what was the name? Can you remind me? The title of the, of the episode? I mean, it, it's fine if it, you don't, you don't need to. Well, Nick, here's if you thing. remember, anybody can say it. Yeah. I just don't remember it. Nick, do you remember what it was? 
Nick, are you on? Can you can you move? Are you frozen? Uh, no, he's moving. You no, know, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, but um, here's the here's Heather. I do have the information in front of okay, you, great. and it's it's the funniest answer possible for okay, the two great. of us. Okay. The title of the episode was "I'm Not There." <laughs> Nick, what do you think of that? That's pretty. Yeah, cool, what do you think of that, Nick? <laughs> Nick, that's re- that's really funny for us. That's really funny for us, Nick. Uh, um, you could yeah. you could say something though. Yeah, Nick gets you it think too. It's funny. Yeah, yeah he he's it's funny. He's like crying, laughing. He's really laughing hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this next one's from Jeff Byrne. What's up, Jeff? Um, Burn. Oh, that's if Jeff is like a secret roast master or something. We got to know if you're burning people or are you well you probably would be doing it right like if that's your last name you wouldn't be the one getting burned i would hope jeff what? let us know i don't know it's i guess i'm asking a question of somebody who's not here uh yeah. so like he can't give us the answer in real time yeah. um but this is jeff's comment someone's gonna score a goal so hard that it breaks through the net right there's no way a show like this wouldn't make that happen eventually, so I'm wondering who it will be, who be, who will be the one to do it. Any guesses? I have noticed this, that the ball, the ball goes in really far, and the net yeah. like almost doesn't stop it. Yeah, yeah. I now that we've finished the show, we know it hasn't happened in season one, but I'm banking on it happening in season two. Yeah, I think so. I think we're gonna see that ball come all the way through to the other side, and. Uh, you know, who knows how much that's going to cost? I know we've heard a little bit about the financial, um, you know, goings on uh, of of the Blue Lock. Uh, you know, it costs a lot of money. I I would imagine that that net is not cheap. Um, but the it, way it's it, yeah. yeah, the way it's holding it, on to this ball is really something. I I hope it gets torn. I hope that it tears through the net, and yeah, they can't replace the net. <laughs> it's just yeah. permanently got a hole in it. Yeah, like ah, uh, yeah, this. This this net is made with a rare um a, a rare textile that we can't get. It costs ten thousand dollars a yard. And it's like, oh, buddy, what did you do? Why'd you make it out of this? Uh, you know, that's that's ego for you. Uh, Nick, what do you th- do? You think it's the the ball is going to go through that net at some point? He's nodding. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can say that you think it's going to go through the. Yeah. Okay. He's being weird. He's being so weird. He's holding up like charades hands. <laughs> he's holding up one finger, first word, and he's okay. nodding emphatically. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. You didn't have so to the- do all that to say <laughs> yes. He's got fried chicken. Yeah, and he's like sort of like He's he's sort of like um like in a cartoon when like a cat puts a fish down its entire throat and pulls out clean bones. Nick's just pulling out clean bones. Yeah. He I mean, look, it's dinner time. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um you got to eat, but Yeah, you got to eat. And I, you know, we can't hear Nick, but the chicken noises are coming through him the eating the chicken and i'm gonna just kind of just just as like a note to heather um i'm gonna edit that out just so because like it's too gross okay yeah it's like more than a slurp it's so much 
phone. Yeah, it's like a lot, and they're piling up, and they're making that sort of like like sort of like xylophone sounds when he's stacking them. Nick's nasty. Um, <laughs> this next one's from Dan Photoman. Hopefully, he's a photographer. Photoman. Photoman, get me pictures of anyone. That's your job. I'm. Yeah. I'm what he says. I'm watching Blue Lock alongside my first viewing of Attack on Titan, and I gotta say, Blue Lock has me more stressed out and more hyped than Attack on Titan, even though the stakes are just soccer. <laughs> I have given Attack on Titan several tries, uh-huh. and I just can't get into it, and it seems like it's the show for me. It seems, it seems like good. it's the show. I don't know why I can't get into it. I should just, like, clockwork orange myself and force myself to watch it, but, yes. like... I'm like, ah, I'd rather watch Gundam. I'd rather watch Witch from Mercury. I'd like, I'm, it's, yeah, it's a bummer. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I unfortunately like have like a, um, like not a negative association with some anime, but a sort of like, um, a judgment that I'm trying to shake because it is like, uh, it's a thing before I got initiated into anime. Like, I didn't, I just didn't know. So, like, there's like certain, like, like in high school or middle school or something, there were certain kids that were like super into anime that I just didn't jive with that I was like, oh, like they like this thing that I don't understand. And now that I do understand it, I want to give it another try and have less judgment for that particular thing and, and people that enjoy that particular thing. Uh, and Attack on Titan, I think it's one of those things. Um, but I guess it's not, they, I wasn't in middle school when that was out. It was. It's just like maybe like a lingering uh, thing. But I do want to... I, the the little bits of it that I've seen are uh, are dazzling, that and I, I'd like to uh, to get more involved. But again, I said there's only so much time to weed. There is. How, how could you do it? You know, we talk about this fantasy. This um. This uh, what's the name of that Twilight Zone episode? Uh, uh, time enough at last. We wish, <laughs> we wish a such a thing would occur uh, with no stipulations or uh, ironic um, punishment. Yeah, yeah, you no. know. No twist? <laughs> yeah, no twist. We just want it to be a sort of like that happens and it's like fine. <laughs> and we're like, oh, good. I'm like, and like there's food still. And not, yeah. nobody died or anything. They just like went away for like a week or something. And then they come back and you're like, what'd you do? Like, well, I had all this time finally because society stopped uh, and I could do like, whatever I want. Imagine you get it and like the electricity to run your TV doesn't fucking flow because time has stopped or whatever. Like yes. that would be my version of the glasses breaking. Yeah. It's like I'm like, finally. I wait, I can't play Fortnite with anyone. Yeah. Everyone's frozen. Okay, I'll watch anime. And my television won't turn on because yeah. the or like power it, won't cycle. It works, but you only have like two G internet. So like <laughs> It like it's just like buffering every like half second, and you're just like, I'll never be able to see any of this. Ugh. Um, this next one is from Richard Glass. Richard, they, I should have known because of the kids. They called me Mister Glass. That movie fucking rips. Fucking rules. Nick I didn't see the it. other he ones. Sh- he said no. I didn't watch either of them. But fucking, it's good. I should have known because of the kids. <laughs> I hear, and here's the thing: I should watch the other ones because I'm an M Night ride or die. I 
I, 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 what, I know it, you are. M Night's got a new one. I go. I gotta support my boy. He's the. He's like. He's. <laughs> he's just like yeah. I'm gonna just make whatever the fuck I think's cool. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it rules. He's like yeah. I don't know. This one they they fucking uh, I don't know. The plants are bad or some shit. Like yeah, great. At least you're interesting. He's not boring. Wait, what What was the question? <laughs> I, this guy said, in parentheses, go off. Go off about M. Night as long as you want, he said, based on oh. you ta- reading uh, my name. That's what he said. That's great. Okay, uh, great. But then here's his real question. When Isagi scored, it's not really a question. It's more, I keep forgetting. It, it's comments, too. When Isagi scored that back heel goal on Rin, I audibly said, oh, shit and stood up on my couch. I haven't re- reacted that strongly while watching any of the real sports teams I follow. This anime rules. Yeah. Yeah, no. They're like the way that they uh, the drama of this show has me jacked up when we're watching it. And I know that you get the same way too. I I don't I I never would have put on my bingo card mm-hmm. Blue Lock the soccer anime being such a fucking joyride and it is yes. so it was so good. It's so good, and it does. I've I've said this before on the show. Watching it before I start a day of work makes me feel like I could do anything. Yeah, no, it is. It's like, it's it's just the it's the magic and the power of this show. It's that. Yeah. Uh, it does sort of make you feel like you're unstoppable. It's the same way, you know. I we talk we make this comparison a lot because it's the only other soccer show. But when Danny Rojas says. Football is life. <laughs> I get like choked up. I'm like, yeah, that fucking rules. I don't even care really about soccer at all or football. But when somebody is passionate and they can somehow communicate that passion through a, like a phrase like that, yep. it just works. It's great. Yep. He's such a he's such an incredible character. Um, and and finally. This last one is from Numlocks. 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 Nick? Nick? What were you... Hold on. It's just weird that he's not even using the chat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He teed up the segment. Dead and, silent. Yeah, and it's just like... Just like housing that chicken. I think I saw him reach for a second bucket. <laughs> and I remember him saying, like pointing to his stomach, being like, I'm hungry. And like indicating that the chicken was going to go there. Or like, we know how that works. <laughs> it's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, so this is what Numlocks has to say. Nagi letting Bachira know who Asagi's new man is. Fucking savage. <laughs> it does have that, like, it's not really the same thing, but, like, I don't know. I don't know what, or even if you or if you have a fandom for this type of show. I don't really anymore, but I used to. Like a teen drama type show, like The O.C. The O.C. was big in my house when I was, when I was young, when it was on. And that's the type of like OC type shit 
when it crosses into other types of shows, like you just recognize that feeling of like, oof. Yeah, that's that's tough stuff. I love I love an ice cold burn. Yes. I love it. Um Succession has a good number of ice cold burns. Oh yes, that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's I love that. There's some like, great ones. Like just telling characters to eat dog shit with the fanciest language. That's yeah. that's some real that's royalty. That's it's really good. It, it's either like that level, like that high quality, right? Or uh-huh. it's just as base as fuck off. Like it's yeah. like yeah. that's when they're so mad they can't even come up with something clever. They just go to a normal one. <laughs> it's it's like you get like the iciness of Nagi, or you get uh, Denji from Chainsaw Man. Are like your two modes of communication <laughs> yeah. on Succession. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, <laughs> and those Roys, who knows? They're yeah. they're pretty clever, and it's not just them. Jerry gets out some good ones. They're all Nick, smart. Do you have a Do you have a favorite insult from media? Uh Um. Yes. It's um the first thing that comes to my mind. It's not even really an insult. It's more of a. I guess it is like a bit of an insult. It's from Rushmore, and you maybe already know what it is. Um. There's a scene where um they're all. It's after the play. After the play that Max puts on. Rushmore is a huge movie to me. Um. Mm-hmm. And there's a. Um, it's after the play, they're all at a dinner, and his teacher brings a boyfriend played by Luke Wilson, and he's wearing scrubs. Mm-hmm. And um, Max says, uh, oh, like, he like, called him a nurse to belittle him, which is, like, an old idea, an old joke. Like, oh, it's this male nurse. And then Luke Wilson says, they're OR scrubs. And then Max goes, oh, are they? It's not really an insult. It's just more of like a he's still just being a dick to this guy. It's pretty funny. My favorite insult in the history of insults is from one bad person to another bad person, but it's a really good insult. And it's when Chevy Chase came back to host Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. He and Bill Murray got into some kind of skirmish. And right before he goes on stage, apparently Bill Murray says to Chevy Chase, medium talent. (laughs) That's good. That's really good. I I just remembered one. Okay. Dude, I can't remember from whose roast it's from, but it's from a roast, like one of those like celebrity roasts they'd aired on on Comedy Central. And I can't remember who said this to Gilbert Gottfried, who's passed away. And by all accounts, from all I've ever heard of him, a nice man. Somebody said to Gilbert, you look like you smell like pee. And I think about that a lot because it's such a funny <laughs> joke. It's such a good... It's just the, uh, it has like a, a rhythm to it that is... Uh, I've thought about this now probably for truly like 20 years since I've heard it. I was like, it's such a... I was like, oh, that's a, such a like, unique... You smell like... <laughs> yes, it's really good. It's like, it's, good. I've never heard anything like that before ever. That's great. There's probably, you know, there's tons of stuff like that. But I think about that one specifically a lot. It rings in my ears. And I'm not even mean like that. <laughs> I could never say something like that to somebody. Um, but let us know your favorite insult. Hashtag. Um, uh, Nick, help me out here. <laughs> He's the hashtag guy. He's good. He worked it at midnight. 
All right. Well, there, you know, just send us your favorite insults if you want. And hey, those were that was Blue Talk for episodes twenty one and twenty two. Let us know what you think about this season finale, the episodes we just watched and discussed. Episode uh, twenty three, Luck, and episode twenty four, The Time Has Come. And we'll read it on next week's show, where we'll be discussing something different. Heather, would you like to say what it is? We're going to be watching... Wait, what are we watching? Star Wars Visions? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... I'll say it. <laughs> Nick, you can say it. Whatever yeah, Nick, you want, Nick. <laughs> Nick's like crossing his arms and like making like a really like shitty little face. He's like, no. What a weird bit this is that Nick just isn't talking Yeah, today. it's very crazy. <laughs> It's uh, and I hate to you know I hate to say this, it's random. Um, <laughs> um, we'll we'll be watching and discussing Star Wars Visions. We're gonna just sort of do a one-off, um, discussing season two. Uh, so watch watch some episodes of that. Come hang out with us. We'll talk about it, and then uh, we'll move on to something else that we'll announce uh next time. And Heather. You know what? I'm actually just realizing this, and this is actually, this is actually really fucked up. Uh huh. Nick hasn't been talking this whole time, and you know why? Why? Because we got animated. He animated us. Oh, son of a bitch! We got animated. We got animated. <laughs>